Hey listeners, it's Paul Andriola here. Why not join our community at Small Cap Discoveries where we offer our members direct access to some of the best microcap investment opportunities available. Our members are getting access to premium microcap financings, research reports, and direct access to management. Sign up today at www.smallcapdiscoveries.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Small Cap Discoveries conference call. Today on our call, we have back the Vice President of Investor Relations and Corporate Strategy, Steve Lee, and the CFO, David Montpetit from DBox Technologies. DBox trades on the TSX exchange under the symbol DBO. The company is currently trading at 10 cents with roughly 222 million shares outstanding or about a $22 million market cap. I now hand it over to Paul Andriella. Thanks a lot, Trevor. Um, yes, great to have Steve and David back. Uh, DBox, uh, we talked to you guys about six, uh, maybe eight months ago. Um, exciting story. Um, you guys have, uh, you know, had a couple quarters of uh, financials to talk about and some other uh, updates. So happy to have you here and looking forward to uh, finding out, uh, you know, sort of what's happened since we last spoke. So Steve, I'll hand it over to you and uh, let us know. First off, I'll actually um, remind everybody what DBox is all about and then we'll get into some updates. Sure. Perfect. So thank you, uh, Paul. Thank you, Trevor, for having us again. Uh, so DBox, you know, we're a haptic technology company. Uh, we're listed on the TSX DBO, the ticker. And uh, so today we'll provide a quick update of what we do and uh, why it's a, a very exciting time to be uh, investing in DBox today. And so quickly, DBox, you know, we've been uh, a haptic technology business for the last 20 years where we've been evolving the technology uh, and we've been addressing in, uh, primarily the entertainment sector. Uh, we've been, we have a great presence in the uh, uh, commercial entertainment with uh, movie theaters, theme parks, location-based entertainment, museums using our technology. Uh, one of the key exciting areas that we'll be talking a bit later today is all the uh, new venues where we see opportunities in sim racing and how it can transpose into also gaming. And so there's a lot of different applications that we're very excited about the opportunities going forward. Here's a disclaimer. You know, I'll remind everybody here today that you know, this is not to provide any forward-looking um, uh, guidance. You know, DBOX don't provide any guidance, but, you know, obviously, obviously we'd like everyone to do their own due diligence and, you know, hopefully to have you guys as shareholders. So one of the key things with DBOX, you know, in Q1 is that we've delivered another quarter of growth. Um, for us, we've said in the past, you know, when there was a management change three years ago, that the focus will be uh, to grow profitably uh, in a profitable manner. Obviously, the pandemic hit us, and that has impacted us tremendously. However, we're coming back pretty strong. Today, we're proud to say that uh, the 12 months has reached, you know, the uh, pre-pandemic level. And so we look forward, you know, for uh, continued growth 
down the road. Importantly, you know, when you look at our revenue, there's two types of re revenue, system sales and the right for use. Right for use is derived primarily from the called business. And obviously with the big blockbusters that has shown, you know, like Top Gun, Doctor Strange, um, Jurassic World, you know, we had a fantastic quarter. Actually, it was our uh, highest quarter for right for use revenue uh, ever. So this is a record for D-Box, a quarterly record. System sales also is showing nice progress across all our verticals. And so we're very happy about that. And so we're looking uh, this to continue in the upcoming quarters. In terms of gross margin, you know, one of the key things, you know, to note is that we've been able to maintain uh, our gross margin, uh, despite the fact that, you know, we're facing tremendous pressure from, you know, uh, the supply chain cost. So, you know, uh, luckily, you know, I would say to you that uh, the right for use revenue has helped us mitigate the impact of rising costs. So we've been able to uh, demonstrate uh, great business leverage here. Uh, so we uh, can say, Steve, that we can uh, can say that we manage, uh, we cope facing the, uh, the supply chain issue right now, which was very global at some point in time. I think that the logistics side now is much more better than it was a couple of months ago. We're still facing uh, delays in uh, getting the the, the, the component from Asia, the electronic component, this is still the, one of the issues that we're, we're still facing. We are able to, to meet our customer uh, orders, but uh, the challenge is really to make sure that we have proper demand uh, in the future. And in terms of EBITDA, this quarter, you know, was our fourth consecutive quarter of positive EBITDA. On a 12-month uh, basis, you know, we're now at 2.1 million. And so this equates to about 8.4 percent, you know, margin, a bit of margin, on a 12 and 12 month basis. You know, for us, as I mentioned before, you know, our philosophy is to deliver profitability and growth, and this is something we've delivered again this quarter. Some of the other key highlights, you know, despite the uh, uh, great movies that uh, played during the quarter, was you know. This extension of this uh, relationship we have with EA, where we encoded uh, the uh, game F1 2022, uh, is a very important game for us because uh, not only in the uh, sim racing segment, you know, it's one of the key content, but also, you know, for us to demonstrate, especially with the upcoming uh, launch of Gaming Chair, to have a continued pipeline of uh, new franchise games is really important. The other thing that we happy uh, during the quarter was uh, the fact that the team entertainment segment for us has uh, come back pretty strong. And among you know the uh, key catalyst was uh, the launch of products from our key partners. Here is an example, LAI Games, a longtime partner, has launched uh, the Virtual Rabbit. 
Ultra HD, which is a continuity of a previous um, game they have launched, which was one of the most popular in the uh, location-based entertainment segment. Now, a lot of uh, investors have been calling me on this uh, uh, Cooler Master deal and when we're going to be launching this new chair. And here it is, you know, today we can see it's, uh, it's very close to becoming, you know, we do expect to have this chair uh, before the year end, uh, where the boss can, you know, start to recognize some revenue. We have big hopes because you know, a bit like the entrance of haptic in gaming controllers, we think that will be a start for a, a big market opportunity. For us, West, you know, based on the, the data that we have from New Zoo, there's about 30 million of uh, ga gamers, PC gamers that purchase, you know, for more than $1,000 of gaming accessories. And so for us, this is going to be the key target market for D-Box. Yeah. Also, Steve, what we can add to it is that uh, even if the the game is not the video game is not uh, originally coded for Aptic, it will the the user experience will provide a um, basic Aptic for the the chair on all the games available right now. So that will be a great experience for a PC gamer for sure. Thank you, David. Uh, so some other pictures. Um, the other thing, you know, to, to keep in mind is that in the sim racing segment, we did announce two key, uh, news recently, one towards the end of Q1, where we, uh, mentioned, um, a, a deal with Kindred Concept in which, you know, D-Box, you know, uh, his partner has been chosen, you know, to deliver 60 simulator per center and uh, the deal is going to be up to 30 uh, sim racing centers. This is going to be a F1 sim racing center, which Kindred Concept uh, will have the rights to operate. And the potential value of this deal is going to be a significant one for D-Box. We're talking, you know, between probably five to $10 million. And this uh, this deployment will be uh, will be done within uh, with the new uh, generation of actuator that uh, Dbox announced uh, two weeks ago, and where uh, we are able to uh, to uh, install and uh, be able to these 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 actuator will be able to be used much more easily than uh, than before, providing the the same experience uh, the quality experience of Dbox. Exactly, and the first uh, the first sim racing center will be open uh, in October in London, and we do expect that will be a key uh, uh, market location for uh, the uh, F one and Kindred concept. The other news we have in the sim racing space, you know, is related to uh, the uh, Formula Grand Prix in France, in which D Box was able to showcase uh, a haptic platform uh, with Mercedes-Benz. So Mercedes has invited D-Box to uh, demonstrate, you know, a new type of platform, which is the size of a pizza box. And 
where you can have the happy haptic experience like we have been delivering in the past. This new design is key uh, for, is it gonna be easier to install? And we'll also be uh, using the latest generation of uh, technology that uh, Dave, uh, David just mentioned. Well, during the weekend, I think uh, we had more than 15,000 pe 15, people uh, that uh, tried the, the simulator in the uh, Mercedes uh, D-Box uh, uh, area. And it was a very successful event. And uh, we're, really, uh, we're really proud of what has been done with, uh, with our partner to be able to showcase that uh, within uh, the Formula One uh, Grand Prix. And I think, Steve, I don't know if you mentioned it, but uh, also the, the new uh, F2022 uh, video game from uh, EA, uh, which, is a, which we are a certified partner, has been also launched uh, during the, the summer. And uh, that was the, the game that was used uh, within this uh, Grand Prix uh, showcase uh, in France within our simulator. Perfect. So in terms of the G5, you know, uh, uh, haptic, uh, new haptic system from D-Box, this will enable D-Box to uh, fight against the rise of uh, inflation you know, it's designed with more software to control. And so we're gonna be less hardware dependent. And so that's gonna be a key to the next generation of haptic system for the box. The other key benefit is gonna be uh, easier uh, to integrate with uh, more device and also easier to integrate for OEM partners that, uh, that we have. You know, the, the haptic market is, is very large. You know, D-Box has been in it for uh, a long time. Uh, now we're seeing, you know, a growing momentum in terms of, you know, uh, potential partners, you know, reaching out to us because of our expertise, you know, and we, of course, would like to leverage that down the road. You know, D-Box, you know, it's not a business that is linear. You know, there's going to be up and downs, but I think we're heading in the right direction, especially with our profitable growth strategy. So that's the closing remarks. You know, uh, David, do you have any other thing to add? Uh, no, uh, this time uh, we can answer a question uh, if uh, there are some. Yeah, no, fantastic. Well, thank you, guys. Um, yeah, a reminder for everybody that's listening, if you've got some questions you'd like me to ask, uh, Steve or David, uh, feel free to use the chat function and uh, we'll, we'll ask the question. Um, so I mean, we, we, you talked a bit about this, but 7.1 million roughly in, in uh, revenue this last quarter over the same period last year, 3.2 million. I mean, is it, is it all sort of pandemic you know, coming out of pandemic related or is there other, are you seeing other growth um, sort of circumstances within the business right now? Certainly, you know, there's a lot of uh, business that is coming back, you know, from commercial inter entertainment venues. You know, we do see, you know, a lot of traction in the sim racing segment, you know, for us, sim racing and gaming is uh, is a kind of family that uh, we put as, as a kind of cluster together because, is using the same dynamics, you know, the way we encode 
the uh, key target markets is you know gamers that you know purchase a lot of uh, accessories and equipment, uh, and usually they spend more than casual gamers, and so that you know for us we're seeing a good uh, traction from that segment. Um, and probably the good news, you know, when people look at D-Bucks is that the upside that we see in gaming, pure gaming with the gaming chair, we haven't started to recognize the revenues yet. And so there's going to be that coming forward uh, in the upcoming uh, quarters. Yeah. So uh, Paul, I'll those, just add, yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. add to, uh, you know, on the commercial entertainment, which is, uh, you know, the, the theme park, attraction park mm -hmm. and the commercial entertainment, we... We saw on the system sales, you know, of course, the, where the exhibitor and those guys have uh, liquidity and they're a strong balance sheet to reinvest to get a, um, a better experience in the in the theater. And this is what we saw also on the right of you side, where when we look at the quarter that we had and the, the movie slate that was there, people went back to cinema. But when they went back, they went back on the much more higher experience than they were using to go before or before the pandemic. When we look at our numbers, the growth that we had compared to the pre-pandemic and the growth of the market of the, the box office mm -hmm. were twice faster than the actual box office. So people want to go back to IMAX, D-Box, 4DX, all kind of these kind of experience. So it's a, it's a good sign where we, we, we see that what we're doing it's the results are there on the consumer side, but also that the exhibitor now believe that, okay, we need to reinvest, but we need to reinvest in something different to bring people back to the theatrical. It's like if everybody wants to travel now, they want to travel first class, right? <laughs> they don't want to travel economy. I, uh, I understand. Um, so uh, you, you mentioned the new products and, and that they're coming in in the next uh, sort of next couple quarters. Can, can you be a little more specific? When do you expect to see uh, you know material impact on your on your revenues from some of the new products you've got? So they're giving. Uh, okay, go ahead, Steve, and I will add. Mm -hmm. So one of the key things, you know, with, uh, I think Sebastian, you know, the CEO has mentioned in the past, you know, we look for a kind of minimum commitment from uh, our partners, you know, when they purchase, you know, when they uh, buy from D-Box. Uh, obviously for us, what, what I mean by material impact is uh, when you reach several millions, you know, it's not just like uh, half a million, you know, like it has to be, several million so i see that happening more next year than this year you know because you know when you launch something new you know nobody's going to be rushing for something new they want to try it they want to experience it, they want to see it they want to hear more about some feedback and so i expect you know our game is to uh to really engage with influencers at the beginning to make sure that people uh, to raise the awareness of that gaming chair. Mm -hmm. And so to, to go to events like uh, uh, the French Grand Prix where we can demonstrate simulators, but also interact with those that crowd and show maybe showcase one day a gaming chair as well, or go to those eSport events. So I think that's going to be part of the strategy to, to connect with, with gamers and also uh, show them that, that application why it's interesting for them. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, 
you, you mentioned sort of supply chain issues and inflationary issues. Um, you know, how, how are you seeing, like, it, are the supply chain issues, are they alleviating somewhat or are they still a big problem? And then uh, inflation, how is inflation uh, affecting guys? Um, so I think that on the supply chain, uh, if I talk about the inflation, so I think we, we saw a certain level of stability for a certain period for the last two, three months in terms of electronic components. So last year, we, we saw a big, huge uh, increase in cost and pricing for those electronic components. Now it seems to be more stabilized at this point. So of course the price are still high. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that they will go back to the level that they were before, but at least now we, the increase is, is stopping. What we need to do in the supply chain to be able to really make sure that we get the right component at the right time is just that we need to, to put POs and purchase order and work with our customer to really understand more the demand on long-term Instead mm -hmm. of looking at the three, six months, now we need to look more at the six, nine, 12 months forward instead of mm -hmm. short term. So that's the way that we need to, to manage it. And as we mentioned uh, earlier, is that with our new, uh, our new uh, product, G5, uh, of course, when this is a, the most recent technology available in the market with brand new comp electronic component, of course, when we did this product, we, we make sure that we designed it the right way. And of course, we are able to really more manage our gross margin and gross profit within the actual pricing and cost component. And what, what other uh, um, sort of challenges is the business facing, if any, um, you know, labor or, you know, anything? What, what, what challenges do you guys face? Um, I think that, of course, labor, everybody is, uh, is involved and with the technology side and especially programmer and all that kind of stuff. So we need to really adjust ourselves in, in this area. I think that everybody, uh, you know, the pandemic create a certain, uh, a certain vacuum in some area. And now everybody is trying to go back to, uh, to where they were and uh, they want to accelerate projects. So that creates a lot of pressure on uh, customer orders and everybody wants to do everything now and this is what we need to manage so it's a good problem but we need to face it uh, so that creates a lot of uh, of good pressure and of course to continue to uh, develop the the aptic market uh, of course uh, aptic is much more known now today than it was a couple of years ago but there's still a lot uh, a lot to do so we're working with our partner like Cooler Master will, who will launch, the, that they will launch a new gaming chair. So they need to, uh, to work as Steve mentioned with influencer to make sure that their product, their product will be known, uh, which kind of game you can use to play with, what will be the effect. So all of this is new. Uh, and of course it will take time to uh, being uh, adopted by the, the consumer. The same thing that did happen in the, the theatrical many, many years ago, where when they launched the D-Box, 4DX, IMAX, people start to look at it and now it's more known and much more people going, but it will be the same process. So we need to face this kind of uh, this, these challenges and work with the right people to make sure that Aptic is, uh, is developing. Uh, sort of back to the movie side of it, uh, you know, Top Gun was a big, big movie this year. Um, 
and, and, and you know, a movie that a lot of people would want to see sort of immersed in, in all sorts of senses, uh, you know, sensory uh, uh, issues. Um, do you guys do you guys know movies coming in advance? Do you do you have an idea of other sort of major movies that could be impactful to your business? Yes. Uh, so we we working with the five ma five major studio out of Hollywood. So we we have a, a the slate of movie. We know all the slate for the next year. We know exactly which one will be in in the box. It's a negotiation process with those with those guys. Um, so of course there will be. Uh, everybody know that we will have a, a new avatar sometime in December this year. Mm -hmm. There will be a Black Panther. So these are probably the two big movie that will hit. Uh, uh, during November and December, there will probably other movie that we we don't know that will be it, but they will perform well for different reason because uh, uh, X Y Z uh, public like it. And uh, last year we had some uh, Shang Chi. I don't remember the name exactly, mm -hmm. but uh, it was a very good movie that uh, was completely coming from nowhere, and it was a very good success. So sometimes we we think. That something is good and it won't be and but we have a we know the the movie in advance yes very cool very cool um what you know if, as investors standing on the outside here what, what do you think are the the major catalysts i mean you've got some product you're launching uh, right now there's likely to be some blockbuster movies but is there anything else like is there any other catalyst that we should be watching out for in terms of your business I think we mentioned in the past, you know, business develop. We're working very hard to to uh, to find new partners that could be, you know, the key growth catalyst down the road. You know, we mentioned in the past we don't sell directly. You know, we use partners to sell, and so to find those uh, resellers, distributors, and sometimes, you know, those guys are maybe manufacturers, but they have a big brand. You know, and we want to leverage those those platforms to to sell our products or the the, the products where our uh, manufacturer partner will be able to sell, uh, and I think that's going to be the key for the box. You know, we've you know the one that we shown recently with the uh, Mercedes. You know, hopefully for us, it's going to be go beyond just a concept. You know, we're working hard. You know, to make sure that. Uh, this partnership with them will go beyond, uh, be just a concept. So, you know, th there's things like that that can be key to D-Box. The movie theater business has always been a great showcase for D-Box, you know. So having uh, moviegoers going back to the movie theaters is also a great way to demonstrate the different type of capabilities and effects D-Box can provide. And so... This is a long-term adoption, uh, we believe, from consumers. Haptic is now prevalent in a lot of different devices. Even the iPhone has a haptic <laughs> feature on it. And so, you know, you can, you know, I'm pretty sure down the road, you know, the the potential for haptics is going to be, you know, yeah. more prevalent. And, you know, for us, we need to capture that D-Box is not just a hardware play. We have a software component to it. And so we want to leverage that software also. Yeah, and I think that um, code. Yeah. Sorry, Steve, but I think that what Steve is mentioning is that you know people 
look at dbox sometimes as the yes the theatrical chair the gaming chair the platform the but at the end of the day whatever is the device at the end it's the ecosystem of dbox being able to take a content being able to distribute it to a natic hardware system this is what dbox is about and you know for us we know that we we have a good concept with the the gaming chair Cooler master take it want to to take it to to the market so that will happen within the next six months as we mentioned before so that will we'll see the result of that but when this is uh, is out there and maybe a success out of it tons of possibility can happen and uh, but at the end of the day we need to say that ebox can take a content distribute it and be able to bring the experience the aptic experience involve the body within this content so that's what is the box is about fantastic and i mean the the seven million dollar quarter that we just saw is that the new normal now that sort of the pandemic is hopefully over um do you see that as being the new normal or is that a bit of a one-off what 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 do you think going forward to, to look like uh, I'll say that uh, on the, the right of use, the 2.8 million of uh, right of use, that was anormal. So that was a, a real nexus of three good movie, people going back out of the pandemic. So it's happened, it's happened, it's happened, it's good. It could happen again, but this is not the, what we're expecting as in the future in this kind of eye level. So it's a record. On the other side, the system sells. Uh, we're back to where we were pre-pandemic. Of course, we can have a lot of fluctuation within a month. It's, sometimes mm -hmm. it's project can go high, could, could be a little bit down. But as Steve mentioned, we're trending to where we were pre-pandemic uh, within the last 12 months. And so this is where we have a, this stability now in terms of revenue. Fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. keep in mind, I think you know the potential for us to grow in the commercial entertainment is still there. Mm -hmm. You know, the the penetration of movie theaters is below one percent of the movie theaters mm. screen. So you know, there's two hundred thousand screens out there. Obviously, we won't be in all of them, but you know, the potential is huge. We have eight hundred, and we're the market leader. So you know, we feel very comfortable about the potential, the upside there. Exactly. Um, that's fantastic. I mean, you guys have fascinating technology. I've used it. <laughs> so I've enjoyed it uh, in the movie theaters. Um, is, is there, well, I mean, what, what do you want to make sure everybody walks away with today? What's, what's the key message you want to make sure that everybody who's listening today really understands about the business? You know, now that you're back and now that sort of the pandemic's over and you're sort of back on your stride, what do you want to make sure everybody really understands? I think that um, we, we said in the past, and this is what we're delivering right now, we're delivering profitable growth. So we, it's our fourth quarter with positive EBITDA. We're growing the business. Our foundation of the box, the theatrical business is strong and it's been proved that it's still working and we continue and the exhibitor reinvest in their own location that will generate right of views in the future. So that that business model is 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 working. And on the gaming side, we we have a strong foundation as well for the last ten years on the racing side. 
And now we're launching a, a new concept of gaming chair, which will bring Aptic within all kinds of video games that are already existing. So we, we're moving to develop that, that concept with partners in that direction. So profitability is there. We continue to invest in the new product and we want to grow that business profitably. So this is, I think, the, the key message uh, uh, that need to, the, the investor need to, to understand and uh, remind after this call. So yeah. Do you need to add something? Yeah, maybe one, one last thing, you know, as a former financial analyst, tech analyst, you know, one of the key things that we were always looking at was always the valuation of companies. And, you know, one of the key things for D-Box is that the downside, I think, is very limited. You know, we trade at one-time sales, 11 times EV2 EBITDA, you know, the... And you look at the amount of patent we have in our books. You look at the value we bring in the uh, movie industry. You know, if this debug disappeared tomorrow morning, we're talking about between 90 to 100 million of gross you know, box office disappearing. You know, and so, yes, I think there's value beyond the EV to EBITDA multiple that is not seen right now. It's not priced into the stock. And even the technology, you know, that's something else that all a lot of big players are calling the box for their expertise of how how we would do things. You know, I, won't, I can't share the names, but you know, it's kind of impressive to see where we're at today in terms of our technology, and uh, hopefully, we're going to be able to monetize that uh, soon. Well, fantastic. Well, well, listen, thank you. Um, clearly, exciting times for you guys. Um, really neat technology. It's always great to hear a Canadian uh, company uh, successfully uh, developing a technology like this. Um, we've been speaking with uh, management team of D-Box Technologies, uh, VP Steve Lee and CFO David uh, Montpetit. Guys, I want to thank you again for, uh, for the update and uh, looking forward to catching up with you guys in the near future. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank everybody. you very much. Everyone.